Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Bea Williams. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. So you're leading an empire, and there's only one thing that is for sure, because as as all of us know, every day we wake up and nothing is for sure, right? The only thing mm-hmm. that is for sure is that there will be changes and there will be disruptions in your business. Amen, sister. Yes. Yep. yes. <laughs> Change is the only consistent in business. That's It's the only <laughs> consistency, right? So you've got to learn to grow, motivate, and lead your team in the midst of change and disruption. It's so important to learn to... I don't know if any of us will ever master it, but it's so important. I don't know that it's a masterable skill. Yeah. Seriously. Like, it's an impression. Okay. But on the flip side, when do we not? We're always undergoing disruption and change. So I feel like I've never led when it's not that way. True. true. That is true. That's so true. Yeah. Yep. There's always, I mean, some are larger, like COVID, obviously, was a huge one. You know, at times, like right now, real estate industry is like lots of big tech disruptions going on. But the question is, how do you grow in the midst of that, right? How do you continue to motivate your team? A lot of times change and disruption brings fear out of people, right? And your your job, you've given the honor of being able to lead them, right? So how do you lead um, in the midst of change? So today we are going to dive into this very uh, meaty topic and very important topic. And we're going to start with growth, right? I remember when COVID first hit, and and we're not going to just talk about COVID today because I think all of us have been disrupted and changed in multiple different ways in our business. But when COVID first hit, I think a lot of us almost started thinking, well, maybe we're not going to grow this year, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Growth for me is one of my core values as a human being. And so like, it's, I don't, I don't like it if I'm not going to grow that year, right? In terms of my business growth. And so for a short period of time, I think many of us had limiting beliefs around the ability to grow. And through that, we learned something. So I would love for Say to start us off. So you're right, Sarah. You know, number one that we have to focus on is if you're running a business, what funds the business, right? Revenue funds the business. And if you're in the middle of whether it is environmental change or it's structural change in your business or craziness going on in your personal life that's impacting your business, whatever that is, the revenue coming in to fund your business is the number one most important thing you need to figure out to stay in business. And so oftentimes that means that you need to pivot how your business is coming in or pivot your lead funnels, as we call them in our real estate world, quickly during a change or disruption to make sure you capitalize on that. And part of that is you need to know your numbers to know where your business is coming from, number one. So if you don't, you have to go back and recalibrate that and learn where your business is coming from. And then number two is to look at which lead levers you need to cut, pull, double down on, or start immediately. And so just to give you an example, like during COVID, we had a lack of inventory And so we started going back to find old inventory that didn't successfully sell a year or two ago to actively bring those in. Another thing we started doing was like pivoting, right? For buyers, if you could all of a sudden live anywhere in the world because you're working from home, well, relocation became a really important part of our business that was maybe a smaller percentage of our business the year before. And so, you know, what things do you need to do to grow your business to keep those moving forward? 
Yeah. And I think a great way to do that, no matter what business you're in, is to, and I'm always kind of the broken record saying this, but to, to put the pressure on the process of gaining clarity. And I think reverse engineering yes. is the best way to do it. So this is, you know, no Absolutely. matter what business you're in, just going, okay, what are my sources? What are my revenue sources? And then going backwards, you know, how many do Absolutely. I need from each source? How am I going to get it? What are my tactics behind that? And it, and that's what we're talking about today. We talk about growth, Sarah, right? You always say it, and I quote you so often that there are people running around thinking this is my quote, by the way. <laughs> I, I always, I'm like really big into quote attribution. So I, I always say Sarah Reynolds, but and that quote <laughs> is that the market doesn't determine if we're successful. It determines how we're successful. That's exactly and that, that's right. just, you know, I think the best way to do this guys is to just reverse engineer it, just chunk it all down and just keep, you know, going to the nth degree and the nth degree, you know, where's my, where are my next five deals going to come from? Or where are my next 20 deals going to come from? <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, and I I look at our, like to look at a different industry, I think that's been through an insane amount of change this last year is restaurants, right? Yeah. And if you take a look at that, it, they had every reason for every single restaurant in the country to close this last year. But we saw people thriving. We saw people creating, getting creative with how they were doing their online presence, getting creative with their video and how they were doing that, getting creative with their community outreach, and then going and creating, you know, cooking classes and the whole meal prep to take home and cook along on a Zoom video with them or takeout or delivery or whatever that was that these restaurants didn't offer before. You know, I think that, that that's a great example that we can take as a whole industry that had to completely pivot to survive and thrive. And, you know, whether you're in real estate or restaurants or anything else, you know, that's a great shining example yeah. of how we can determine our fate. I think that's that's so true, Say. And I think, you know, different leaders sort of lean towards different things. So some are heavy, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like focus on, on service and how to adapt serving during a crisis or serving during disruption, right. right? And I want to encourage everyone listening, if you are motivated to grow in the midst of, whatever is happening, right? If that is That's your right. motivation, start with the start of your business, which is the lead funnel. You, none of us have a business without people raising their hands saying that they potentially want to move, right? So start with the start of your business. That What is the first domino that will help you serve more people, right? And, right? and that, as the leader, you've got to be focusing on that in the very beginning. So I love that say. Our listeners um, can't see me, but I'm like snapping, I'm clapping. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But they can't see me. So I realized I need to say something. <laughs> yeah, thank yes. you. Bea. I was feeling the love. I was feeling the love. I love it. Uh, so number two with, with growth and so important. And honestly, this probably should have been, been number one. Uh, but Protect your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many businesses that have done amazing in the midst of disruption, in the midst of changes. There are, are story after story. I remember when I was scared to death when COVID first hit, mm -hmm. all, I was trying to protect my mindset. So what I would do is I would read about the companies like that started in the last recession. Oh, I love that. That's I would right. read about those founders and those leaders and I would get my mindset right and say, this is the time for us to grow. This is the time for us to really push and help more people not to re not to retreat, but we're pushing forward. Um, and, but you've got to protect, it all starts in your mind. So what you focus mm -hmm. on expands. We say that all the time uh, in the KW world, but it's true in every world. What you focus on expands. So focus on the leaders and companies that you've seen be able to grow in the midst of disruption and change. Okay, do you want to hear a funny story? Um, or course. a weird story yeah. or a via, just a uniquely via story. <laughs> so when, 
not just COVID, just when when I've gone through hard times, but COVID, yes. I remember I got home one Friday night and it, every week was a hell of a week. I mean, there is a period of time mm-hmm. there where it was like, it was like running a marathon every day as far yeah. as adrenaline mm-hmm. flow and stress. And and I remember one night my husband was like, okay, Friday night movie night's a big ordeal in my house. Average of 40 minutes for the family to choose a movie to watch together. That's a whole topic right there, right? Can the Williams pick a movie together? And they chose when it was like Saving Private Ryan or something. And I said, no, absolutely not. That's a hard stop for me. It's a hard no. And they're all like, wow, mom, like that's kind of like, that's pretty extreme. And I said, I cannot allow anything in my brain that's sad or stressful right now. Nothing. Yeah. We need a comedy. Mm-hmm. We need something yes. very uplifting. Only if the uplifting at the end is not going to land me too far down in the middle. And and I, I was just so protective, even of the movies and the TV shows I watched. Smart. Mm-hmm. You know? So I mean, smart. So yeah. I think this could go. And, and it's, it's not normally that extreme, right? But in extreme times, it is extreme. That's how extreme I yeah. am. Oh, I think that's important, though, to know thyself. And you were self-aware enough to realize that any outside influence that was going to bring you down could take you down at that moment. Yes. And yeah. you needed to pay attention to that. So I think that self-awareness around that is a huge piece as a leader, knowing what your triggers are, knowing what your things are that could could impact you. And then <laughs> Granted, I ate that a bunch of Twinkies. Like I was not protecting my body. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like going, you know, I was protecting the mind, but the body... <laughs> I gained 20 yeah. pounds. <laughs> We're focusing on mind right now, Via. You hey, did amazing with protecting There's your no, mind. There's no judgment with my mind. on all of our COVID bods, okay? We all got to live in sweatpants. I was like cramming no Twinkies down my face while I was telling him we can't watch Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> there is that going on. But yeah, that's another episode. We have those episodes. But hey, that, we all have our vices. That does remind me, moving to number three of growth, that does remind me, you know, and, and I feel like this, we're a broken record once again. We are always going to have this point in like any topic we do. But surrounding yourself with other leaders who are growth focused is imperative. And I think that, you know, here's the thing. When we're leading and, and certainly when we're growing in times of change and disruption and all of the things, there's this balance, you guys. I don't know if you feel it, between needing to release the pressure valve. So I always think of those pressure cookers. You have to kind of mm-hmm. turn the valve open yes. so that the, the steam all escapes before you can open the lid, right? You have to vent. You have to have people that are a super safe pace to just place to just let it all out. But that, mm-hmm. that needs to be stopped, though. So if you surround yourself with leaders who are growth-focused, like you guys, if I and I have vented to you, but if I was going to vent to you right now, you'd let me go for a bit and you'd stop me. You'd mm-hmm. stop yeah. me because, and, and that's where your tribe is paramount because there's this balance that the only way to preserve the balance of going too far with a vent and going too negative and going too down, too far down that rabbit hole, I think is by surrounding yourself with other people just as growth focused as you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that reminds me of a conversation me and you you had via a few months ago, and I was venting to you. I was complaining oh. about something, and you were like okay, Sarah, this might get really awkward. And I was like, no, it's not going to get awkward. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I said, you're going to hate me for five minutes. Yeah, you're going to hate me for five minutes. Yeah, you're going to hate me for five minutes. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I was like, and I'm not going to hate you. She's like, you're being a total victim right now. She's like, I hate you. No, I I was like, you're right. 
I was like, and I don't, I don't hate you, and you're right, and someone needed to call me out on that, and thank you. But the reason that Via did was, A, I choose to surround myself with someone like Via, right, and, and our tribe, to where they will call you out. They will say, because they are growth-minded as well, and they want you to grow, your business to grow. They also want you to grow as a person. So when you surround yourself with people like that, that's what happens. It pushes you to grow even more. Yeah, and to get specific, Sarah, on that, because I think it's I think it's worth it. You know, I let you go for a while and I actually acknowledge your feelings behind it, right? I think it's fair True. to say mm-hmm. that that I was like, I acknowledge your feeling that way and I hear you and I see you. And I want to I just wanted to change your perspective on something. Yes. And, and so that's where that was coming from. So it wasn't like yeah. you had me as a place where you could feel safe. Like, you know, those feelings were real and and they yeah. were valid actually. But I wanted yeah. to reframe them for you. So that's where that came yeah. from. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I think the key there too that you heard with both Sarah and Via was there was permission, right? There's permission for vulnerability and there was permission for honesty. And that was earned by having that tribe of vulnerability for years, right? If you were just meeting somebody for the first time and trying to build that relationship, that might've taken a different turn on the conversation. But because you guys have been in dialogue and relationship now for years or a couple of years, right? That changed the um, respect level of the conversation to where Sarah gave permission to Via to have that. Yeah. True. So true. So again, we're talking about growing, motivating, and leading, right? In midst of change and disruption. And that was growth. Growth, the three things on growth just now. Look at focus on revenue, protect your mindset, surround yourself with other leaders. Now we're going to move into motivate. We're going to move into, you know, what does it look like to motivate people during times of disruption, Sarah? Yeah, and this could this can be hard, right? Because not mm-hmm. only are we feeling like we want to eat Twinkies and put our pajama pants on, like all of our yes. people are also <laughs> wanting to do the same, right? <laughs> uh, they're feeling all of it as well. So first and, and, and foremost, you want to communicate consistently to help guide them, to protect their mindset and focus on the things they can control. So for me, I'm a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> But I use it in a good way. I try to use it in a good way. And that is to focus on... That's what benevolent dictators say. I use it in a good way. (laughs) I'm nice. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. But you teed me up. Like, I had to say that. Okay. So um, I remember when... And actually, I'll use a different example here. But, uh, you know, there's a lot, so much disruption with uh, technology. And there's so many articles like this company's doing this and that company's doing that. And, you know, like Zillow, Redfin and all of those, they're replacing us and all all of these things, Mm -hmm. right? And there's so much out there that you can consume your mind with. And what I do know is I can't control what all those companies do, right? I can't control what they do. What I can control is what I do today. And I can control the conversations I have. I can control the people that I'm here to serve, right? And so part of motivating your team is communicating to them and helping them focus on the things that they can control in the midst of a change and disruption. There are always things you can control, and that's what you want to focus on. I love that. That that actually reminds me of a story too, Sarah. I was coaching, uh, you know, a new real estate agent because I run eight brokerages and he was brand new, really high producer, just moved over to one of our offices. So I coach him. And so I was talking to him and, you know, he's lucky him. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. And he's going into all these really important conversations about assistance Mm -hmm. and structure and operations and everything. And we're all done. He's like, 
okay. And he's and I could tell he's waiting for feedback. Like, hi, hello, hello, you know, and and I just kind of sat there for a minute. I said, that's great. That's awesome. How many appointments are you going to set this week? How many are you going to attend? How many listings and how many buyers are you going to get in contract this week? Mm. He's like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of big stuff to talk about. Yeah. But I was like, you know, at the end of the day, and I mean, I am constantly, every time you talk about communicate consistently, every time I walk by his door, which I do when I walk in my office, or if I'm walking back and forth, five times a day, I will walk by his door and say, you on the phone? Get on the phones. Yes. I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. At five times a day. You cannot yep. over communicate to your people. And it's yes. joking and it's funny, but. Yeah. Helping them, uh, helping them focus. So important. Right. Well, then they, they know what to expect, right? And you're also going back to the thing that is the most important first, right? All yeah. of these other things matter, but they only matter if the most important thing is done first. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, the yes. other thing, and, and this that is a good transition, is, you know, match your leadership to how your people want to be led. So I, you know, I just said it, I, I run eight offices, so I have eight leaders that I lead, right? You know, mm-hmm. eight people that lead eight different offices. I literally have eight different coaching styles, eight different motivation Mm -hmm. styles. You know, I have one team leader. I kid you not, this is the truth. We were coaching one day. I I go to the offices, you know, every month or two in person and we were coaching. She goes, can I ask you a favor? I go, yeah. She goes, I need you to scare me when I'm behind on my numbers. I go, what? Mm. She's like, I want you to freak me out. I'm like, that's not good. Like you, what? She goes, no, I, I need you to freak me out. And I'm like, what what does that look like? You need to text me. Like, you need to make me think my job is on the line. And I was like, (laughs) all right. And I kid you not, you know, every time, she's actually no longer with us. Every time, and she was was good. She was good. Did you tell her your job is on the line? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Hold on. I mean, I just kind of gave the girl what she wanted. But then I have I have other ones that are like, love on me. You know, I just want to know I'm doing, or they don't even have to tell me. I know that's what they need. I can see their body language, right? I just have to love on them and constantly tell them how great they are. One of them, I mean, every time, like, do you want that house? Do you want to buy that house? Do you want to buy that house? So every single one of them is just different. They have different reasons they're doing it, different motivating factors. They have different life goals, right? Every single one of them, I have to to approach differently. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's interesting too you say that because like, is it 90% of people move away from pain and only 10% of people move towards pleasure? Oh, for sure, if that. I mean, So I could see that. I could totally see that. Well, you know, and so... Then you take that and we move it into our third part of this in the motivation side, which is, you know, it can get really lonely as a leader. We can yeah, get leadership really lonely, lonely. Um, because it, nobody comes, yeah, nobody comes into our office and says, wow, you're doing a great job or wow, thanks for scaring the bejesus out of me today for um, my job that I asked you to do or thanks for that hug, right? We just kind of move on. And so as a leader, you're pouring into all these other cups on a daily basis, but who's pouring into yours? And so, you know, if you don't have a group of mentors or a tribe that's around you, I would just encourage you to come join us for our Amplify event that we do because that's where a lot of us have found people that think like us and that want to be vulnerable and want to share and want to pour into each other's cups because sometimes you have to find that tribe outside of your local market area outside of your local city. I know, you know, Gary Keller, one of our mentors said a long time ago, you know, at some point you're going to have to hop on a plane to come see some of your closest friends. And I thought that was insane. And I laughed. I said, I have plenty of friends here locally, but it's, it's true. And we did that this last week, you know, where we all hopped on a plane 
to see some of our closest friends. So if you don't have that in your life, you know, I just encourage you, we're, we're opening our arms on that. Please come join us for our Amplify event because we'd love to have you and, and help you find those people in your life if you don't have them. You know, and that's then- so, That's so good to say. So, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm having no, like- go for it. A total aha, right? I, I've been focusing, I've been studying this leadership lonely concept a lot lately because I've definitely yeah. been feeling it in terms of when I'm outside of my tribe, not with my tribe. And when Via was talking and she was talking about her eight leaders and she's talking about Mm -hmm. how she's going to match each of them and lead each of them, right? And then it's like, who's thinking about us, right? Who's thinking about matching us or who's thinking about... And the reality is, is most of us, it's it's no one. We're the ones thinking of the others, Mm -hmm. right? And what ends up happening is it creates so much loneliness. It can create so Mm -hmm. much loneliness. And so to have a place where you have or have surrounded yourself by people that are thinking of you. Mm-hmm. When they think of how can I help motivate them or how can I help love on them? What do they need? They're thinking of you and how you want to be motivated and loved. And that's, that's what's so special about having a, a tribe of people that will do that. Thank yeah, and that. I'm that's the so entrepreneur true. of the group. I actually have that. And that's partly why I, you know, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm also an entrepreneur, but, you know, my day job is because yep. I'm, the, I'm the sort of, you know, delegate. I don't know. I'm the representative of all employees in in the world on this podcast. And it's a blessing. It's really a blessing to have a great leader. uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you do. Speaking of leading. You do. You're awesome. So, you know, when you talk about leading, right, which is the last part of our episode for you guys here today, you know, when change and disruptions are occurring, it is normal. It is a normal human response to panic and to freeze. Except when you're the leader, that is not an option. Freezing is not an option. So it's important for us to lead and to take action uh, during disruption and change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, here's a concept, and, and these guys hear me talk about it a lot, but here's a concept that might make some of you, it might be a paradigm shift for some of you. It was for me. And, and I can promise you, once you embrace it, your life will get better. You'll execute better. You'll execute faster. You won't get into analysis paralysis. paralysis. And the concept is you don't have to see the top of the stairwell to know what your next mm. step is. And so many of us spend so much time, what's my reason on this planet? What's my big why? What is the... And we always want to be outcome focused, right? And and, and we might even think we can see the top of the stairwell, but we don't need to, guys. And so when you're in this uncertain times, times of, you know, change and disruption, you usually know the next step. You don't have to worry about steps five, six, or seven. They will emerge, I promise you, right? As long as you're using your values as a guide and, and your decision-making matrices, your decision-making frameworks, you know, all of your all of the things that we talk about so often in these podcasts, take it. You know what step to make. I think about the, the concept of revenue that we talked about earlier, right? Like, you know, yes. at the end of the day, you may not yeah. know where this is going, but you know you've got to do things, say, virtually that you did in person. And yep. you couldn't mm-hmm. pretend to know the end game. I was thinking about last night, I was in a class and and the the person hosting the class was showing Walt Disney's map. Have you ever seen that, you guys? The Disney yes. map? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's like a, yep. my. It's like, it's like his vision. It's, it's this crazy, crazy. whacked yeah. out thing. Yep. It's like, I don't know, like a genius mind, you know, kind of like all the things. Yes. Well, when when Walt Disney, he died in 1966. And when he wrote that map, do you think streaming or computers were even a thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. No. But, but Disney Plus launched last year, and it was very in alignment with that map, right? He couldn't mm-hmm. have seen the top of the stairwell, but he knew that the next mm-hmm. steps he had to take, I need to create the parks, I need to create the, mm-hmm. the TV, the, you know, the movies, the things, you know, the stuffed animals, mm-hmm. like all the things that yes. Disney has. And they just use those values and, and they keep growing. We'll never see the top of the stairwell, I hope. Well, yeah, you know, and true. Gia, you came and taught my team. Actually, this was pre-COVID. We had a lot of chaos happen before COVID. And so you, I, I called in on you guys on our tribe and Via came in and actually did this amazing session with our team when we were talking about leading and we were talking about vantage point. And you talked about climbing a mountain. And you talked about there are different points when you get on a mountain, like base camp, right? You go from base camp to the second base camp. And when you get to the second base camp and you look up and you look around, your view looks different. And then you climb to the next spot and you get to that spot with base camp three and you look around and your viewpoint looks different. And you have to trust that you're climbing a mountain and you can't see the top. But every time you get somewhere else, your view is going to be different. Your muscles are going to feel different. Your energy is going to feel different. And it's okay because you are in the process. And I have used that so many times with our team because it really helped them understand that we may not be at the peak yet. We're not at the, I hope we never get to the complete peak. We're in process, right? But it was it was a great analogy for us um, as our team to lead through that crisis. Yeah. Do you know you cannot see the top of Mount Everest from base camp? That's true. It's, it's above the clouds, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, what we also have to remember is the people that we start with at base camp will not be the people that get up to the top with us. So when we're talking about times of, of disruption, guys, and pivots, I mean, we probably should talk about that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that not everyone will make it through every pivot. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard when our, our is loyal, hard. wonderful people mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, can't go beyond camp three or whatever well, that is. It, mm-hmm. it's, I tell my people all the time, it's your choice. This is the vision. This is where we're going. This is our mission. It's your choice if you want to be there. And you need to be growing yourself to be there. You know, I'm constantly growing and pushing myself. All the leaders need to be doing that, right? But what Mm -hmm. I wanted to mention, it made me think of when you guys were talking, this is so good. It made me think about in the book, The Road Less Stupid Mm -hmm. by Cunningham. Okay. In that book, he talks about how you can have so many coaches, you can have so many mentors, and all of that is awesome. But the best thing you can do is have thinking time in your for your business, to have white space to where you can actually think. And I think so many times we know our business so well, and if we would just pause for a moment, <laughs> multiple moments, and give ourselves time to think, then we don't need to see the the whole staircase, but then we mm-hmm. then know what the next one is. And we want to give you guys permission, to, to those that are listening, if you're scared, if you're in the midst of changes, if you're in the midst of disruptions, I am myself mm-hmm. right now, right? I know you mm-hmm. guys are as well. There's a lot going on. You know your business, make the best step forward. Whatever that is that you know, just step forward. You don't have mm-hmm. to know the whole, all the steps but take the one that you know to do in this moment. I love that. Well, and then that that's so good, by the way. Thank you. Because I think that is the spot where, at least for me as a blind spot as a leader, is taking the white space. Because I want to jump into action for right away. Us. And then I want to yeah. keep, I feel like if I just keep doing enough, right? And doing more and more and more that I'm going to get there. And you're right. You have to slow down 
have time for well, reflection, have time for strategy. So that's so It's an good. addicting habit. That's the good news. It it's, is. It's a habit yeah. and it's actually addicting. And I'm at a point mm-hmm. now, I've completely transformed. I am that person now and I did not used to be. And, you know, mm. it, I, that's what I'll say. Even if you feel mm-hmm. like you're kind of more that, I was an impulsive executor, I would say, you know, and, and you can totally change that. Yeah, I wouldn't and say I, I I'm impulsive, this, but, this but is- yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know that impulsive is the word I would use, but I do I do like to be quick to action. You're a doer, like me say. Like you're a do- And so what happens, we don't view that as doing something. That's the yeah. problem. It is. It's not, I we view it as, as quote unquote, not time. productive. Correct. Yeah, it is. Oh, it for is. sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah, and I so it's like, and I don't feel that way that anymore, but I did forever. Yeah, well, that, yes, honestly, yes. that's the whole reason I put it on my job description. So I could say I'm I, doing my job at that moment. <laughs> if, it was, if it wasn't on there, I wouldn't be able to give myself credit. Okay, do you guys <laughs> ever, okay, tell me the truth. Do you guys ever sit at your desk and you're on the verge of solving like a massive problem in your business, okay? And it's mm-hmm. all coming together. You're staring at a spreadsheet or you just had a meeting mm-hmm. or a phone call or whatever. And you're just sitting there and there's like for five minutes the cogs like the the hamster wheel spinning right and you're like whatever yes. and yes. someone walks by or walks in and you feel super self-conscious like they think you're not working and so you break <laughs> that you break that flow because you don't yes. want to look like you're not doing anything to yes. act like you're doing something but in yes. reality, if you would have given it five more minutes you would have solved like the biggest problem in your business <laughs> oh my God, i've so done that before this has been the gift honestly that's the gift of working from home more is you can do true that. probably true like, you can do that that's so that's true. part part of on my job description is like part of my work will not be done in the office it will be from home so that I can <laughs> just like you were saying via like not have people walk by and judge my <laughs> yeah. my hamster wheel it's my that. hamster wheel you know and so <laughs> we're doing the last part of this which is to be vulnerable right we're being super real with you guys and vulnerable but that's also really important for you to do with your people and i think to also check in with them on a regular basis because how they're doing today is not necessarily how they're doing tomorrow. And so one thing that we implemented at the beginning of the, I'm going to call it the windemic because we freaking won it, ladies, um, is is we put in every week on Friday as a part of our pipeline coaching, we put in a mindset check. And then that moved to like almost a daily thing for a while. And now it's back to weekly and now we're tapping it back down. But it was on a scale of one to 10, how are you today? And I'll tell you at the beginning, Like I had some twos from people. I had sixes. I had fours. And now we're consistently where we can say, if you're below an eight, let us know. If you're, (laughs) most people are now above an eight, right? Now, most of them are eight to nine, nine and a half. They get into weird like decimals, whatever. But if you're below an eight, then we need to know because we need to reach out and check on someone. But it gave us a good system around that like check-in for mindset. Yeah, I think it depends. Like if if you're an overcritical, like self-aware person and you like are never going to be a 10, right? Then it probably is. <laughs> like we, we like might have different scores for ourselves. Op- yeah. Low optimism. Yeah. You're low optimism too, say, aren't you? I'd be Very. like, I would be the, like maybe like most, but I think- No, wh- I'm a zero on that. Yeah. On the yeah. Keller personality assessment, oh, no, no, no. optimism I'm a, I'm a scale. Po- I'm a point I'm, five, almost a me one. Too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think that's where I am too. Oh, oh this explains the exact same. so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just means we're well, skeptical. We yes, very we're very skeptical. skeptical. So, yes. But I think I learned yesterday, I was talking with one of our friends, Kimber, and mm-hmm. she has this amazing way of creating a safe place to where people talk to her. And I was like, okay, tell me, 
Tell me how. And she answered at first, but you know how when you have like a superpower, you don't know how you do it because it's so natural. I think that's Kimber. Like she could, and so I'm like, I kept asking her, okay, how? But how exactly are you doing it? And she said, I ask my people all the time, how are you really doing? And I think that was such a powerful Mm. question. It's like, no, how are you really doing? Like, not just how are you doing fine, you know, doing good. Like, no, how are you really doing? I mean, Uh, I was literally executing that. In an hour. Me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Me too. That's so good. Well, and I me think too. all of us, all of us have said to each other, and you guys actually called me out during our retreat this last weekend, where like everyone was like, How are you doing? And I was like, I'm fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Right. And you guys were like, No, you don't get to say that anymore. Right. You need to fess up and say yeah. how you're really doing. And so I that's great. I love that. That's awesome. Yes. Go, Kimber. Okay, really quick, before we wrap on that note, I was texting with someone last night who informed me that there is a medical issue going on that was very concerning. And Mm. I said, hey, when I asked you and checked in because I knew they had an appointment, you said Mm -hmm. everything was fine. Mm -hmm. And I I said, said, did you lie to me? Because when I asked Mm -hmm. you, you said everything was fine. And then I paused and went, oh, damn, my fault, my bad. You said everything was fine. That's on me. Shoot. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that, my friend. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. realize mm-hmm. when someone says they're fine, we all know what that means. They are not fine. Yeah. 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 And so creating that, creating that safe space, especially when change and disruption is occurring because there's so much fear and in, in creating the space for them to be able to share that. So, man, you guys, I learn so much. Uh, it is the be- best you. blessing uh, doing this podcast with you. And in closing, I, I love this quote by Robin Sharma. It's, to the victim, adver- adversity is bad. Mm-hmm. To the leader and warrior, hard times are life's richest times of growth, opportunity, and possibility. Use so them to fly. Oh. So when change and disruption happens, l- lean into it, use them to fly, and let's go impact and change the world. And we do that by growing big businesses and even bigger lives. And we just want you to remember that you are an empire builder. And if you gain something from this podcast today, please, please, please uh, leave us a five-star review. Share it with your friends. And subscribe. Uh, we would love... Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Yes, subscribe. subscribe. Yeah. Yep. All right, bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.